This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And we have a very interesting show planned for you today because we have my friend Alfred Lee coming on. He's a portfolio manager and investment strategist at BMO Global Asset Management, and they are specialists on ETFs and cover call ETFs and bond ETFs. And they have a great suite of uh, investments there for you. So we asked him to come on to talk about, you know, what area, if we're, you know, we've been focusing on fixed income, of course, the last couple of weeks. What area of the fixed income do you think would be the best opportunity here? So that's it's going to be really interesting. And then next week, we have Ronick Lang on, who focuses on corporate credit. And he's going to talk about that. So the message behind what we're trying to talk about here on the show is give you ideas of how you can invest in the fixed income part of the portfolio of your investments. So say you have your portfolio is $100,000 and you're going to put $40,000 of it into fixed income and you're going to put 60000 of it into stocks and equity and and, uh, and get dividends in that section of your portfolio. If you're going to fix, if you're going to put the 40%, which is 40000 in this example, in the fixed income, what fixed income do you buy? It doesn't mean you just go out and get you know, one-year GIC and plunk it in there. There's ways now, because of what's happening with interest rates, where you can invest in different segments of the fixed income market. So short-term bonds, long-term bonds, government bonds, corporate bonds, debentures. What's the best combination? Because the idea behind this is you want to make money on top of the 5%. That's the whole idea. You can do that today. You know, last 15, 20 years, I couldn't say that because... You had to be in a special situation and have a special company that made you some money. In this environment where rates have gone up and they're going to come down now potentially, that's where you can make some money. And that's on the short end of the curve. And Alfred's going to talk about all of that with you today on the show and explain how you can put that all together. So that's it's a really important part of uh, putting together a portfolio now going forward. Remember in our show, we're not, we're not saying the news. A lot of these different shows that are on there, they tell you what happened. On our show, we're looking forward. We're going to tell, we're telling you what you should do because of what's coming, and that's how you make money. You can't look back and try to make money in the market and and say this is what happened. This is uh, you know what what, what what's uh, taken place. This is how things have happened. This is what happened to you. That, that you know that's old news. You have to look at what's what's happening. What are you going to do going forward? And this is an opportunity for you to put together a balanced portfolio and you know basically uh, look at it. And make the same kind of money that you're making with mostly stocks before. You can do that today. Uh, next week, we're going to also be talking about Retirement Paycheck. And that's a program we've been using for the last 30 years of putting together a program where through retirement, you just spend the income that comes in. So it's enough to cover all of your spending. How do you put together a portfolio that 
produces you enough income and gives you some growth too so that you maintain all of your capital or, or principal. You keep all of that money and you can live off the income. And that provides you with lots of flexibility for your lifestyle all the way through 30 years of retirement. So we're going to explain all about that as well next week. Okay, let's take a break there. And when I come back, we had a special seminar last week and we talked about the outlook for U.S. and Canadian banks and what's happening with the market. Stay right there. I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm Richard Infantino and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And uh, last week, actually last Wednesday, we had a special workshop. It was a WebEx presentation. And we had Rob Wessel, who's uh, Chief Investment Officer with um, Hamilton ETFs. And he was talking about the outlook for uh, Canadian and uh, U.S. banks. So what he did was he kind of went through, um, you know, how an analyst would look at banks and how an analyst would determine whether the bank continued to pay their, their dividends, continue to fund their business and, you know, given different scenarios, if we went into recession, didn't go into recession, if there were, you know, people that couldn't pay their mortgages or couldn't pay their loans, how does that all work? And how does that all factor into, you know, pricing out the uh, value of uh, Canadian banks and U.S. banks? And uh, what we found was um, there's there's lots of um, room there for the banks to uh, take care of business. And um, But during this environment, when rates are going up, that whole area of the market, the uh, you know, suffers. And so does, you know, an area called utilities. So that would be companies like, you know, Hydro, Emira, um, Fortis, those types of companies. When you're in a rising interest rate environment and you have a company that is is uh, interest sensitive, they don't go up in that kind of an environment. They, they stay steady. They pay you out your dividend, but you don't get a lot of capital growth. Same with telecom companies. All of those types of companies are interest rate sensitive. So in a rising interest rate environment, they don't do as well. But we're near the top of the interest rate environment, so does that mean you should be picking away? So Rob gave us a, a great presentation. So if you'd like to get a copy of that presentation, plus I did an outlook on the markets and how we're looking at inflation and how we're looking at interest rates and how you should position your money you know, through the end of the year outside of what's happening in the bank, so all the different sectors. And uh, we kind of honed in on industrial stocks and we honed in a little bit more on you know, what areas of technology that have done well, that can continue to do well, and then what other sectors, healthcare, um, consumer uh, staples, consumer discretionary, all those areas, what areas should you be focusing on now going into the end of the year? So I have a presentation and we have our slides. So if you'd like to get a copy and you weren't able to uh, make it onto that WebEx, um, we can send that out to you. So all you got to do is give Dominic a call, one 891 2637 That's one 866 891-2637. There's also our, um, you know, buying discount bonds we talked about last week. We, we've got all kinds of calls, and, I, and I'm not sure we were able to send out all the information, but if you'd like to get it, uh, we're going to have a lot more time to send it out to you on Monday. So if you call in and would like to get the uh, guide on discount bonds. So again, that that's the bonds that you buy them at a discount to their value. So say, for instance, it's a bond that pays you, I think I'll give you an example, pays about um, 2%, you buy it at 90 cents on the dollar. So you buy a $100,000 bond for $90,000, you get 2% or 25 or 2.8% interest um, for the next couple of years. And then you, when you the bond matures, you don't get the 90000 you get 100000 
And because it went from 90,000 to 100,000, that's called a 10,000 capital gain plus the 2.8%. When you put that all together, you're making over 7.5% after tax. So this is um, suited for your open investment account where you're paying tax. So if you'd like to get that example, and I have an examples for you there too. So the last group of people who called in, we sent you out the taxation guide, so it explains all that. So it's from RBC Dominion Securities. It explains it all. But in addition to that, if you call now, what I'll do is I have picked out um, two- and three- and four-year bonds that are appropriate for discount that you should be taking a look at. So I can put those into the into the guide as well. So if you'd like to get that guide as well, again, Dominique has all the goods. All you got to do is give her a call, one 891 26 37 for the discount bond fund and and the other um, presentation is called the bond taxation okay stay right there because uh, we're going to be talking with alfred lee he's a expert in the area of fixed income and he's going to talk to us about how you can do it through etfs i'm richard infantino and you're listening to prime family back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And joining us now is Alfred Lees, Portfolio Manager and Investment Strategist at BMO Global Asset Management. Hey, good morning, Alfred. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Hey, no problem. Pleasure to be on. You know, this uh, current interest rate environment we're in, what, you know, where should investors be uh, investing in their fixed income right now? Uh, it's a great question. I mean, when you look at the yield curve right now, obviously it's inverted. Uh, it's the steepest inversion we have seen in a while. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, typically an inverted yield curve means that, you know, the bond market is anticipating a recession. This time around, I think it's a little bit different, just given that in the last two years, we've been dealing with recession or dealing with inflation. So as a result of that, when you see longer rates lower than short-term rates, that essentially signals to me that uh, the bond market is anticipating that rates will come down, which means that it's confident that inflation will eventually be controlled. And we're seeing you know, very positive signs of that already. I mean, real rates are positive if you take the 12-month T-bill rate and back out year-over-year CPI, both in Canada and the U.S. So the question is, you know, at some point, the yield curve needs to normalize, which means it uh, needs to be upward sloping. And that can only happen in two ways. Short-term rates could come down or long-term rates could come up, which, you know, could be a combination of the both. I think in either event, you want to short, overweight the short end of the curve because, you know, if the short-term rates come down, um, that means, you know, the bond values in the short end will go up. If long-term rates go up, that means the value of long-term rates go uh, down. So you essentially want to avoid the long end of the curve and, you know, overweight the short end anyway. So we continue to recommend the short end of the curve just because uh, of the inversion of the yield curve. And we think the yield curve will it. Uh, eventually normalize at some point. Okay. So what, you, what Alfred is basically saying uh, is that, you know, if you go like one year term now, you're probably getting five, five and a half percent. But if you go out 20 years, you're not, you're getting less than that, right? You're getting 4% or something. Is that what you're saying? That's what inverted means? Yeah, essentially, Ed. I mean, you know, long, long rates are essentially lower than short-term rates. So you're not even being compensated on a yield perspective in, in terms of taking that duration risk. Right. So then the way you can make a profit, uh, you're saying, is that if I invest in these short-term bonds and say they're paying 5.5 and, and then they drop down to 4.5, I can make a profit when that happens. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, in the short end of the curve, what we've been recommending is overweighting things like investment-grade uh, corporate. You know, okay. obviously 10 years ago, that 
high yield trade was really popular just because you know bonds weren't really paying anything so people had to overextend and, and take on risk such as going into high yield bonds emerging market bonds but yeah. you know the yeah with the yields we're seeing investment grade i mean you don't need to take that risk anymore so yeah. uh we really like um short-term u.s investment grade bonds at this point yeah no that's a tr- tremendous um example there because you know, I'm, you know in the last 20 years that's what we've been doing how, how do you generate some yield when you know government bonds are paying you half a percent so it was very difficult yeah, and I, I think the benefit of U.S. investment grade bonds is that, you know, when you look at the Canadian corporate market, it's really, you know, dominated by banks, um, some real estate companies, some utilities, uh, some communication companies, but you're not really getting a lot of diversification. And, you know, when you look at your overall portfolio, you're owning the same companies in the equity side of your portfolio. So we like, you know, that U.S. corporate bond exposure. You're getting a, a lot of names like Goldman, Amazon, Apple, uh, Walmart. So a lot of, you know, blue chip companies paying you a decent yield. So our short-term U.S. investment grade ETF is yielding 5.8% yield to maturity, for example. Okay. We also hedge it back to the Canadian dollar, so you don't have to take on that currency risk. Oh, yeah, that's that's an important point. The other, the other point that's important here, Alfred, is it's very difficult for the uh, average one of these listeners to go out and, and buy a Goldman bond, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you go to your retail um, trading desk, I mean, even for retail advisors, you can't access things like, uh, U.S. investment grade bonds. So I think, you know, as, as cliche as it is, I mean, ETFs are really democratized investing, which really allows, you know, uh, advisors and, you know, everyday investors to really access those bonds that are only available to institutions in, in um, you know, previous to the ETFs. So now the, um, so you're, I guess you're, what you're saying is, of course, what people should be adding to their portfolio, because I would say the bulk of the listeners don't have um U.S. fixed income in their portfolios, I would, I would say. Now, you have an ETF that they can buy, but they can buy it in Canadian dollars and it gets hedged, or is it a U.S. dollars that are hedged? Like, which, which, how are you hedging, and, and what's it's, the symbol it, of it? It's, uh, it's in Canadian dollars, so okay. the ticker is ZSU. Okay. Um, and we hedge it back to the, the uh, Canadian dollars, so there is no um, you know, FX risk that they're taking. And you know, to your point, because it's in Canadian dollars, you don't have to take on, you know, that FX transaction because you're transacting in Canadian dollars. Right. Okay, so I could buy that, you know, just with uh, in my open account. I could buy it with Canadian dollars, and I'm going to get paid. What, what's the the current yield on it? It's about five point eight percent yield. Five point eight percent. Oh, okay. That's that's awesome for that that type of a portfolio in a short term uh, bond fund. Now, uh, last week uh, on the show, we talked about. Discount bonds, and I had a you went through an example of buying a d- discount bond where you know part of the return that you're going to get when the uh, the bond matures is going to be in the form of capital gain compared to the and get the interest on the uh, you know on the on the on the bond itself. Like, explain a little bit more about that. And I, I know you guys may have a uh, an ETF that does that for you, right? Yeah. So okay. you know, in the bond world, uh, maybe you could start with the very basics from a tax perspective. You get taxed on your coupon rate, but you receive your yield to maturity. So that's, you know, if we put some numbers on that, for example, if you, if we, you know, if we buy a bond that's issued at 5% coupon, you're going to get taxed at that 5%. So if rates go down and that bond trades at a premium, all of a sudden, you know, if you're buying that bond at a premium, it's going to move towards par, which is the lower value. But at that time, you know, that yield to maturity is going to be less than 5%. Let's say it's 4%. So you're being taxed at 5%, but you're receiving 4% uh, with discounts. 
it's the other way around where you know your yield to maturity is going to be more than your coupon rate. So uh, part of that is going to be capital gains, as you mentioned. Um, so it's a lot more tax efficient. So um, if you are owning bonds outside of a registered account, uh, the discount bonds is the way to go. I mean, you're not, you're not giving up any return. Um, so let's say, for example, our discount bond ETF, ZDB, um, tracks the exact same way as our aggregate bond ETF, ZAG. Um, same total return, but it's just going to be more tax advantageous because we're focusing on discount bonds, but modeling the portfolio with the same characteristics. Okay, so if if you so in this example, if you had a money in your open account, you would use the ZDB rather than the other one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the registered account, as you know, I mean, obviously. Um, it doesn't matter just because you're not taxed on it, but anytime you own bonds outside of a registered account, um, discount bonds are the way to go. And, you know, across the ETF industry, there's, you know, a number of discount bond ETFs available. Um, okay, so that's that's one for that. Um, if you have time, I can ask you one more question. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now if someone's putting the, like we're, what we've been talking about on the show is is called the retirement paycheck. And uh, what we've done over the years is put together portfolios for folks that, that need, you know, income and um, but want the income to pay, live off the income, but not the principal. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. So now you, with, with these bonds and with some of your equity um, ETFs, can you put together a, a portfolio that could pay you, say, 6 or 7% today? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you would have to design it based on uh, you know, the specifics of the individual. So right. everybody would be different. But, you know, having said that, there's a lot of solutions. I mean, you know, bonds are yielding very attractive levels at this point. You know, you could get um, short-term bond ETFs, as I mentioned, at, you know, 5.8%. But then let's say you supplement on the equity side with some covered call ETFs that yield between, you know, 7 to 11%. So that's very easily achievable. And, you know, the equity portfolio, um, on our covered call strategies, for example, we're not covering the entire portfolio, so you actually get some um, equity growth as well. So you could easily, you know, meet that target level of yield if you wanted. And and you would have an opportunity to make uh, cap. Well, you could put together the portfolio where you had um, you have ETFs that don't do covered calls as well, and you can invest in different sectors, right? Exactly. Yeah. So if you put together a portfolio that had some of that equity growth. And you had some that had covered calls, and you had some in the fixed income. You should be able to achieve all of that, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a very different environment than it was uh, yeah. two years ago. Yeah, we we uh, you know I've been talking about that on the show, Alfred. It's 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 a lot different than the last twenty years, about twenty years, I I would say, right? Because that's right. You, yeah, we had to deal with you know uh, balanced accounts where you know. On the one side, fixed income was making 1% or half a percent. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and some, some people say, you know, on, on a post-inflation uh, basis, you know, it may be negative. But, you know, one thing we've been keeping a close eye on, as I mentioned before, you, you look at real rates. So, you know, the 12-month TVO rate, both in Canada and U.S., and you back out that CPI year over year, it's been positive for a few months. So that's a good sign that, you know, real, real returns in terms of the bond market is now positive now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if... What would, and then you look at it and say, what's going to happen if interest rates actually, you know, start going down? There's there's opportunity to make some money on top of that, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a lot of the bonds that are issued now with these coupon rates are going to be a vintage uh, that a lot of investors want just because they're issued at higher interest rate levels. Okay. So just to uh, summarize then, um, 
So the the one fund, that, let's talk about a couple of funds now. That so in your fixed income uh, uh, suite of funds, what, what would be the ones that you th- you think clients that listening to this would be most um, appropriate for them? Um, so the discount bond ETF that I mentioned before, ZDB. Okay, uh, that's a good one. It's a good core holding. Uh, ZSU, uh, which is our short uh, U.S. corporate uh, ETF. And I'll give you one more, okay. uh, ZST. Uh, that is our ultra-short uh, Canadian corporate bond ETF. So that uh, yields in the neighborhood about you know 5.5%, but you're owning bonds uh, that mature in less than one year. So you're essentially taking on almost no duration risk whatsoever. Okay. So ultra-short is, is a year or less. What about the other one that's called short? Is that one to three years? Is that what you call short? That's about uh, one to five. One to five years. Okay. So that's still in the range of most people that are listeners are uh, dealing with with uh, GICs, right? Okay, Alfred, I know you're busy, and uh, thanks for uh, you know carving out some time for us, and it's great having you on the show, and hopefully we can get you on again real soon. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, you take care, Alfred. You too. Bye. Okay, that was our friend uh, Alfred Lee. He's a portfolio manager and investment strategist at BMO Global Asset Management. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. These distributions are not guaranteed and they could fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by BMO Global Asset Management. Now, for next week, folks, um, we're going to have Alfred send us out some information. We kind of touched on it a bit. So we're going to put together what's called the Retirement Paycheck. And that program we've been using, again, for the last uh, 30 years with our clients. But we're going to ask Alfred to give us some components that we can put together with ETFs because some of these ETFs give you covered calls. And because of the covered calls, you can generate extra income. And that extra income, if you add it to a portfolio that gives you a retirement paycheck, you can hone in on 7 8 9% returns on that portion of the portfolio, plus the fixed income portion of the portfolio, plus your stock portion of the portfolio. We can put that all together and that's what you're going to want, you know, going forward into the end of this year and going into your retirement. That type of a portfolio where again, with a retirement paycheck, the whole plan is you live off of the income and you don't spend the principal. Okay, that's all the time that we have for today's show. Remember, uh, give Dominic a call if you'd like to get a copy of the um, slides from the presentation that we did last week. Plus, if you'd like to get the guide on the uh, bond fund and the discount bond ideas that are out there, just give her a call, 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637. And you can always go to our website, which is primetimemoneyalloneword.ca, and find all of this information. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you right back here next Sunday at 10 a.m. I'm Richard Infantino, and you've been listening to Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.